Hey guys, I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. We are the host of Hillbilly Horror Stories. What we do every week is we tell you mostly paranormal stories, and then we throw in a couple of uh, unsolved mysteries, maybe a little bit of true crime if it's creepy enough. And the beauty of this is that Tracy doesn't know the show, correct? This is correct. Never do. So then what happens when you don't know the show... I'm just as surprised as anybody else is. And that's the beauty of what our show is. We basically get the same reactions out of Tracy as what the listener at home is getting. And I think that's been a success to our show so far. Yeah, I think it works. We also use our show to promote mental health awareness and suicide awareness every show. So we get the added bonus of trying to help people out while you get to listen to paranormal shows. Amen. And that's what's important to us. So please subscribe to Hillbilly Horror Stories wherever you listen to your other podcasts. Do you like podcasts about paranormal investigators or psychic mediums, or maybe even a near-death experience, true crime event, or heck, an ex-cult member? Well, my podcast, Because I Want to Know, might just be right up your alley. Hi, I'm Leslie Fear, and I talk to anyone and everyone who interests me. So it's not always paranormal. It could be a hot air balloon pilot and historic Gettysburg reenactor. I mean, guys, I've even interviewed Mormon cult leader Warren Jeff's 65th wife. So yeah, you can cherry pick my episodes. So come on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist with my latest being Apollo Sun to be released in January of 2022. So if you or someone you know is a reader, you can check out all my books on Amazon.com. Just look up Leslie Fear. I'm very easy to find. And lastly, I want to thank Jerry and Tracy Polly for getting me started in the podcasting business. Yes, I'm here solely because Jerry said you need to be a podcaster. And guys, I love it. So I can't wait to share my podcast with all of you. And thanks for listening. Hey, guys, welcome to episode 286. Hillbilly Horror Stories. I'm Jerry. And I'm Tracy. We missed not doing an episode last week. Oh, I was like, what do we mean? We missed? I was like, okay, I gotcha. I'm yeah, because we were in Orlando. Oh, that's right. Ugh. So we had to record. Yeah. Use the, uh, the Donner Party episode, which I know is a little different than we normally do, but the uh, Donner Party is absolutely fascinating to me. So it was one that... Most of you hadn't heard because it was on Patreon, and a lot of people who had listened to that one said that it was actually their ninja <laughs> trying to record here. <laughs> but they said it was it was one of their favorite takes on the Donner Party, so I thought that would be a good one to use. Good. And Tracy, I'm in a snuggie. You are. <laughs> it's not really a snuggie, but it's kind of the same thing. It's more. It's like more of a half one, so it only goes to. It's like a giant hoodie. That's made like a Snuggie. And uh, I'm in love with it. So, oh, good. I'm glad you are. Anyway, we want to thank all of our military and civil servants all over the world, no matter which country you represent. Thanks to all of you men, women, and service animals for uh, everything you do on a daily basis. It's appreciated. It definitely is appreciated. We love you guys. Keeping you in our prayers as always. Still be safe out there. And thank you for protecting our country. We also want to make sure that we let everybody know, hey, it's a new year. Doesn't mean everybody's problems go away, even though that seems to be what everybody thinks. They think because the calendar switches one day that, hey, it's a new year. Everything's new. It's what what you make it. And it is what you make it. But sometimes those problems still persist. And yep. then you still have situations. There's people still looking for jobs. People still, you know, 
trying to pay their rent that's short on money, whatever the situation is, we just want you to know that if you're struggling in life, that you've got people you can talk to. Please don't hesitate to pick up the phone. Call a friend, call a family member. If you feel like that you don't have friends or family members or you feel like that they wouldn't be uh, somebody that would be supportive, you can always reach out to Tracy or myself or anybody in our group. And if you don't belong to the group, please go and sign up right now for the Facebook group and just, you know, say, hey, Jerry and Tracy told me to sign up. There you go. That'd be awesome because we're always here to help you guys. We're always here to listen. If you would rather go the other way and call the 800 number, it's 273-8255. You can also text at 741-741, and they'll be happy to talk with you or listen or whatever that needs to be done. But please, please, just reach out to somebody. And as always, that that number, that uh, text number and the uh, 800 number, that's for U.S. residents. So if you're outside of the U.S., you know, you probably have your own number that you can call we don't have the numbers for everybody and can't read them all out but we can always be there for you no matter what country you're in oh, and course. the group is there so that's that's something we can offer to everybody amen just listen to the ambiance of ninja snoring and he stopped as soon as that anyways <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into this before we get into the story um I do want to bring up a very good friend of the show. She's been on the show. You've heard her on, on here before, uh, fairly recently, as a matter of fact, Marianne Farley. Uh, unfortunately, her husband, Brian, passed away a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, he was a super nice guy. They were both teachers when we met him. Marianne has since retired. Uh, but but these are two of the most loving people and two people who care as much about students mm-hmm. as you could ever meet in your life and it was uh very sad very sudden it definitely wasn't something that was expected and uh we just wanted to send our heartfelt condolences out to their entire family we've you know met their daughter mm-hmm. uh, she's a fantastic artist we've actually got some um artwork that she's done and like i said marianne uh most uh, m- most of you who came to the louisville show for our anniversary show last year got to meet marianne and her mm-hmm. husband marianne is actually part of uh this the staff up at the uh, old hospital on college hill where we're actually having our birthday event this year yes and marianne will be there uh leading tours and what have you so if you come there you'll get a chance to meet her but like i said she was at cryptid con this mm-hmm. year she was at the front door so if you came to cryptid con you got to meet marianne and like i said if you got went to Scarefest in lexington and uh, met Nick Groff. Marianne was there helping with that. She's at all these events. Oh, yeah. She's she's a very busy lady. She's the one that actually hooked us up with uh, medium Kim Russo. And like I said, she's put us in contact with so many people. And it just really hurts our hearts to see their family suffering right now. Yeah. We love you, sweetheart. We do have you in your prayers and in our hearts and everything. And just hope you can... Just get through this and be comforted as much as you can. But we're here to talk if you need to. Um, You know, we love you. All right. With that being said, let's jump into the story. So tonight we're going to talk about a location that actually has been on my list of places to talk about for several months. And when I say list, I don't have a physical list like written out, but 
I save, like if I run across an article or something I like, I'll save it on the computer. Mm-hmm. Well, somehow or another, this one got misplaced. So it's not there when I go look at all my other stuff. It wasn't there. And then I thought the other day, I'm like, wait a minute. There's one missing that I had to seek it out. I don't know where, where it went, but somehow it got deleted or it wasn't there. But I actually saved this months ago and wanted to do a story. And I've looked at it a couple of times since then and decided to do something else other than this one. But now this one is making it to the actual show. Why it's taking this long other than that, I really don't know because... I will be willing to bet that most people outside of the San Francisco Bay Area have never heard of this story. Oh. And I got a ton of pictures that I actually will be posting. Okay, cool. On this one. Because once you hear about this, you're going to want to see pictures. Mm -hmm. Just that simple. The subject of tonight's episode is in the San Francisco Bay Area. It is called the Sutro Baths. Spell the last word. B-A-T-H-S. Okay. It'll make sense when we get into it. Okay. So let's look at some history of the area itself before looking at the history of the Sutro Baths. So San Francisco Bay is an estuary. Do you know what an estuary is? I do not. Well, it is a, according to definition, it's a partially enclosed coastal water body where fresh water from rivers and streams mix with salt water from the ocean. Oh, so what happens ba- in? Yeah, basically all bays and harbors or inlets are estuaries. Oh. So it doesn't matter if it's Tampa Bay or whatever. you got you got a bunch of rivers that flow into a section where there's also ocean water. Okay. Into it. So Groovy. there you go. The main cities of the San Francisco Bay Area cover about 1,400 square miles of land, and those cities are Oakland, San Francisco, and San Jose. The bay itself empties 40% of California's water into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a lot. The bay was first discovered by European settlers in 1769, and that was by Spain explorer Gaspar de Portola. (laughs) He thought that he was at Drake's Bay. He thought he was at Drake's Bay? Yeah, he Mm -hmm. was not. So as far as the Sutro Baths, it was built by self-made millionaire Adolf Sutro. Now, he was a German immigrant, and he actually made his fortune during the uh, the Comstock load, which was a giant silver mine. Mm-hmm. And he figured out how to drain and degas it, and was able to make his money by doing that. Because all these people were wanted to go into the mine to. You know, mine the silver. Yeah. And he figured out a safe way to be able to do it and made a ton of money well, that way. That's awesome. Yes. He not only designed the Sutro Baths, but the entire area around it, which was called Sutro Heights. The baths were developed in 1894. It was an ocean pool aquarium among the rocks of the North Shore part of the uh, Cliff House area. Right there. And the Cliff House is going to have a lot of haunted history of its own, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. All right. You almost can't talk about one without talking about the other. Yeah, of course. The Sutro Bass was a large complex that spanned three acres. So let me kind of give you a description. Like I said, this is why you're going to need the pictures. You've seen uh, these giant, like, uh, atrium-type buildings that are they're all glass. Yeah. So it's made to look like you're outside, 
even though you're inside. Yeah. And that's the way this was set up. Uh, like a, a lot of the some of these aquariums and mm-hmm. stuff are set up like that. The Opryland Hotel is set up like yeah. that. And that's the way this one is. Adolf Sutro was a collector of relics from all over the world, which he proudly displayed in a museum inside of this complex. He wanted it to be an educational uh, experience as well as... Um, an exercising type experience. So he wanted people to be able to get some exercise and have fun as a family, but also learn something. So he was compiling all this. Some of these relics used to carry magical significance, which means ghosts and spirits from several different cultures were free to roam inside, basically. Oh my gosh. Complex. Some paranormal investigators have even called the bass a multicultural smorgasbord of horror. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like tons of fun. Aside from the museum, there were slides, trapeze, and springboards to go along with a high dive. Why did we get into the description here? The water for the pools actually came from the Pacific Ocean and could fill up every pool in there within an hour. Dang. So, how big was this place? It was designed to accommodate 10,000 people at the same time. What in the tarnation? (laughs) So, Sutro was actually ahead of his time. He provided what was indeed a luxury for the late 1800s. That is so cool. And like I said, he wanted the bass to provide recreational and educational opportunities. So, we mentioned the museum. The front entrance... Uh, of, of the complex when you came in it featured natural history exhibits sculptures paintings and even artifacts from china mexico the middle east and egypt and this included a group of egyptian mummies the most there was actually the most popular attractions of the whole place was the egyptian i don't mummies. know i know it sounds stupid but back in the it just seems like how would they know to do all that or how would they I don't know what I'm trying to say. How would they know to have such a cool place? Do you know what I'm saying? In well, that's what I said. He was kind of ahead of his time in the way he thought. I wonder what he would do in today's time. Oh, I don't know. <sighs> Play video games. Oh. So eventually, there would be seven pools of various temperatures and sizes and depths. And it was all enclosed in a glass structure on a cliff overlooking the ocean. <sighs> so you're probably asking... Well, you said that he filled in the pools from the water, from the ocean, but how? Oh, God, I just thought of that. You just said it's on the cliff. How the heck did he even do that? He had to wait for a hurricane, didn't he? No. Oh. But you're closer than you think. Oh. When the Pacific Ocean would hit high tide, the water would flow in and fill up the pools. It was approximately 1.7 million gallons of water. Okay, I still don't understand okay, how. Okay, so the, so the pools, I guess you got, you got your level ground, and then the pools are deeper than the ground because they're dug in. So the water would come in from the water. High tide would come up, and then all that water would pour into the pools. And then when tide left, the water was still in the pools. I mean, I understand that part. I guess what's throwing me off is you're saying it's on a cliff, which means well, it's still, above the... Huh? There's still level ground. No, it's, it's on a cliff, yes, but... Not the pool part. The pool part was low enough to where it was on level with the ocean. 
It was the other stuff that was higher, the glass and oh. the trapeze and the second floor and all that stuff. Okay, I got you now. That's why I said you're going to have to see the pictures mm-hmm. and you'll understand more. Now, sometimes there were low tides, so how are they going to fill it up? Well, he had a powerful pump that was hidden in a cave that would keep the pools filled, but it still came from the ocean. The water would be pumped from the ocean into the pools. It's what? pretty ingenious for the late 1800s. Well, yeah. Wonder if they got anything else in the pool they weren't supposed to <laughs> pump in. I don't know how. I mean, like fish and crap. I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how the water came in mm-hmm. exactly. You know, there had to be a space from the building to where the water was able to freely flow in, and I, I couldn't really find any pictures of of that happening. But so guests would arrive via a rail line that actually serviced the baths and some other nearby attractions, including the Cliff House which, once again, we're still going to get into. Sutro also added a an amphitheater that they used for talent competitions and concerts and plays and other events. Now, Sutro wanted the bass to remain inexpensive for the public, but with the cost of maintaining the property being a lot higher than he thought it was, the place was never profitable. He did keep it affordable. But they, just didn't make they no never money. really made any money. To try to generate more money, they decided to add a couple of new attractions. And things that they added over the years was a, an ice skating rink. That was in the 1930s. A fake waterfall on the inside. They added an arcade and an imitation tropical beach. So they brought in sand and everything. Dude, and, he thought of everything. He had the little the little huts inside that you could sit underneath. You know, that was like the the thatch uh, umbrellas and stuff that you could sit in. So it was like being on the but beach. Why and couldn't drinks. he charge more money? You would think. I mean, he could have charged more, but he wanted to make sure that the average person could come in. You got to realize he was a German immigrant, so he probably came from not much money. And even though he was rich, he probably thought, "Well, I don't really need much money. I've got money." So he did. It wasn't like he invested all of his money into the project. He I mean, had that money, was, that was and he cool. just tried to keep something nice for well, you know people that didn't have money. I very think that's very cool. Unfortunately, the Great Depression took its toll on the business, and on top of that, there was a reduction in public transit that also cut into its attendance. By the mid 1960s, the pools had closed, and they were slated for demolition. Oh. In That's 19... a bummer, but that went pretty long. Yeah, from the 1890s to yeah. you know, 60, uh, 1960s. In 1966, while Sutro Baths were in the process of being demolished, the structure mysteriously caught on fire. Now, that was later deemed to be arson, but what you're going to find out is that this area, especially that little area right there and uh, between that and the Cliff House, has a very strange reputation when it comes to fires. I wonder when he passed away. I'll get to that. Uh, Mabel. Okay, sorry. Some attribute these fires to the land being cursed. But we're going to get into that a little later in the story. Dang. In 1973, the National Park Service purchased the remnants of the Sutro Bass as part of the Golden Gate National Recreational Area. When this happened... They opened it up for visitors to explore. The contours of the building are still visible today, as well as the remnants of the deep diving pool. 
Before we talk about the paranormal, I wanted to tell you about the Cliff House. I okay. told you we were going to bring that up. There's actually been four Cliff Houses throughout history. Why, you ask? Because it had a lot of bad luck, apparently, associated with the house. The original house was built by Senator John Buckley in 1863. Five U.S. presidents and several other famous citizens from around the world have spent time at this house. Adolf Sutro, he built his estate at Sutro Heights. I told you that was the area that he built, and it overlooked the Cliff House. He would eventually purchase the actual Cliff House in 1883. The house burned down. I'm going to say for the first time, but it kind of really wasn't the first time, but it burnt down on September 7th, 1907. The entire house burned to the ground in two hours. Hmm. Two hours. That's pretty quick. That is very quick. That was the first time that it burnt down, technically, but there were other misfortunes before that. And it all happened after Sutro bought the property. In 1887, a schooner boat that was uh, abandoned and loaded with dynamite, it ran into the rocks right below and exploded. The explosion was so powerful that it was heard throughout the entire Bay Area. It did awful damage to the Cliff House. So did it much, do awful damage? It did awful damage. <laughs> awful. Don't, don't mock me. <laughs> But they, they had some major renovations that had to be performed on the house, so it got fixed. So that was the first house, technically. It wouldn't burnt down, but it did enough damage where it had to be fixed. Then on Christmas Day, 1894, the house was mostly destroyed by a chimney fire. Daggone it. So it was rebuilt again. Must be something about being on that cliff. Yeah. In 1977, it was also purchased by the Golden Gate National Recreational Area. So now... All that area there is kind of owned by them. I'll tell you the story of the Cliff House so we can see if there is some kind of connection with the bad luck of the bathhouse and the Cliff House. Because I mentioned a possible curse on the land earlier. The area where both of these places sit was over a Native American encampment and burial site. Oh my gosh, did they not know that? <laughs> The, the Yulamu tribe, I hope I pronounced that right, traveled here annually to fish and hunt while the summer season was at its peak. All that stopped, though, in 1776 when the Spanish settlers arrived here. They brought disease and they massacred many of the tribe. Mm-hmm. That is not a good combination. No, it's not. And I think Ninja just cursed us because what the hell? <laughs> Ninja? He's got something wrong with him, apparently. So what? on top on top of that, the area that surrounds the Cliff House and the Sutro Baths was once Golden Gate Cemetery. In the 1930s, the local government there, they wanted to exhume and move over 1,800 bodies. It was not properly done, as we've seen so many times. And this wasn't really discovered until 1993, when hundreds of bodies were discovered in unmarked graves. Oh, jeez. The area is full of tragedy, as you've seen. Mm-hmm. In 1887, we mentioned the shipwreck that was filled with dynamite that caused the, the cliff house to be destroyed first time. But that was not the first boat or ship to wreck on those same rocks. It was actually the fourth. There was the King Philip, the SS Ohioan, 
and the Rio de Janeiro. They all wrecked on the rocks below. And the last one, the Rio de Janeiro, it actually killed 135 people. Why don't they stay out of the shallow end? <laughs> why, you, you know what I'm saying? Well, but it happens because sometimes bad weather or that's why you have well, lighthouses. I guess that's true. People report seeing the paralleled headed for the rocks. The paralleled, by the way, was the name of the ship with the dynamite. Okay. I think I failed to mention it. But people report seeing the paralleled headed for the rocks only to realize that moments later that the ship has vanished. Wait, They what? see the ghost ship of it. They really see that? Yes. Oh, that's, that was, that's really cool. There are also reports of the crew of the SS Rio de Janeiro wandering the rocks confused and searching for something. But they aren't the only ones that are down there searching the rocks. Mm. One of the most famous spirits here is Natalie Harrison. She supposedly waited on the shores for her fiancé to return from World War I. She died brokenhearted in 1917. She's often seen wandering those same rocks below the cliff house. So this explains some of the, uh, I will say, paranormal activity that happens at the cliff house. But what about the goings-on at the Sutro bathhouse, the main subject of our story tonight? Could it be all those artifacts that are stored inside that we mentioned earlier? Well, let's look at a couple more in detail. Yeah, because he could have brought something back with him, or you know. Mm-hmm. Not only were there multiple mummies dug up along with their sarcophagus. Oh, well, hello. That'd be the big, uh, big thing right there, wouldn't you think? You would think. And I found out that the plural of sarcophagus is sarcophagi. What is sarcophagus? You know, the big metal-like oh, casket thing that oh. they're built in that usually have the design and I stuff didn't know on that. It. That's a sarcophagus. The, oh. Yeah. And um, that's not to be confused with a, a, a sarcophagus. The hell is that? <laughs> sarcophagus. Sarcoph- Never mind. <laughs> I guess it went over my head. Anyway... <laughs> These sarcophagi were obviously disturbed from their original graves, but there's also two 35-year-old mummified heads and a mummified hand. In it? That was in there, just in the museum. Oh, you mean not? that's not what was in the coffins? No, they had full, the full mummies in those. Oh but my he had gosh. heads and hands aside from that. And I told you about when they were doing the demolition of the bathhouse. They were originally were going to tear it down and put up a high-rise apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine what would have happened if there was an apartment complex no. there with ghosts and what have you? No. So, anyways. Not even. They say that on the concrete slabs that remain of the bathhouse, the voices can be heard over the sound of the crashing waves. Disembodied laughter and apparitions of men in old-time uh, bathing suits have also been reported by many passerbys and investigators. Aww. It's also not unusual to see patrons dressed in late 1800s-style clothes. These spirits mostly appear at nighttime. Psychics and mediums report an unnerving force flowing through the entire area. Now, two things that we haven't mentioned yet that put this location over the top. There's an underground tunnel system where it's actually, 
they said it was an engineering marvel for that time frame, the tunnel system. That's and in the same thing that took, is it the same tunnel that took the water in? No, this is something else. Oh. I don't know what they actually used it for, but. Wasn't that tunnel still there, I wonder? Yeah, the tunnels were still there. That, where they brought the water in through? Yeah, for well, the pools? I don't know that I don't know how the water got in there. I don't think it was a tunnel. I think it just kind of flowed through <laughs> and then over top. It hit We're the, not gonna it, get into this again. No wait. This, this water. <laughs> it it splashed up and hit the cliff and then whatever splashed up and it fell down in the pool. Right? I don't think that's how it happened. <laughs> The water just poured in and it fell into the pool. It's like, eh, bleh. How are we getting off this subject? <laughs> After the bats were abandoned, unidentifiable claw marks started appearing throughout the tunnel system. At the same time, people started hearing strange noises and footsteps coming from the tunnels. You mean like human claw marks? No. Or, or, no. Oh, no. No, if it was human, they would be able, they would be identifiable, not unidentifiable. Oh. So they don't know what this type of creature was. Probably the Ninja or an Turtles. Animal. Maybe so. I think that was New York sewer system. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what kind of creature was down yes. there. However, no ocean creature found in the San Fran area should be able to walk or have clawed feet to be able to get into the tunnels so they have no clue what they were so it's not a very big tunnel i guess i mean i don't know i don't know how you came up with it's not a big or little tunnel based on what i just said because you said there's no way creatures from the sea don't walk typically (laughs) and it usually doesn't have anything to do with the size of a tunnel it's got to do with evolution (laughs) also in the tunnels were I'm so dumb. What were, are you thinking there? were that? collections of neatly arranged piles of bones and fur. In the tunnel? In the tunnels. <gasps> so there's claw marks and neatly stacked bones and fur from animals inside the tunnel. Well, I mean, at least they stacked it neatly. No one has a clue what the mysterious creature could be. I wonder what the heck. Now, what could make this even more interesting? How about a satanic cult? In a tunnel? <laughs> Anton LaVey founded the Church of Satan not too far away from the Bass. The Sutro Bass are rumored, at least, to have been a meeting place for the Church of Satan. Some of the reported activities were seances and animal sacrifices, possibly rumored about human sacrifices. All in the tunnels and on the property. So that was somebody's friggin' sacrifice people bones. I don't know about that. I think that was more something else. Because there was fur down there, too. Most people don't have furs unless it's from a 70s porn movie. Anyways, there were also rituals that were designed to bring forth, uh, obviously, malevolent spirits. Now, this was in the 1970s after the bass were abandoned and burned down. So this was after that part. Mm-hmm. Now, if you walk through the tunnels now, you'll actually see some of the remnants from the rituals, such as drawings of pentagrams on the tunnel walls. Guys, I would be so scared to be in those tunnels. Wouldn't you be scared to be in the tunnel? No, I would love to go. 
in a tunnel. Yes. Why? There's rats, all kinds of crap in there. No, that bothers me. Well, you're crazy. It's believed that some members still practice if dark there's a magic bat in on there, the properties. It's going to get in your hair. Why do you keep interrupting me? Uh, and it's nothing's going to get in my hair. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about think. Oh, oof. It's believed that some members still practice dark magic in the tunnels below the sutro baths. But see, that's what I'm saying. It's not bad enough that there could be creatures in there. It's bad enough that there could be that and people doing uh, devil worshiping. Mispronounce creatures one more time. Creatures. Even if they don't practice it, it seems that the spiritual damage is already done from all the years of, of, of all the, the things. Practicing oh my God! Happening. Yeah, it's been such a horrible thing. The lo- local legend says that if you carry a lit candle through the very end of the tunnel, an invisible force will grab the candle and throw it in the water below. And you just wasted a light. It appears that most of the paranormal activity at the Sutro Baths is more of residual hauntings where energy has been trapped and continues to play over and over like a uh, movie scene. Some of these sightings, obviously, are people in old-style swimming suits that are just having a good time. You get the sounds of the crowd, and you get the sounds of laughter often heard. There's also been reports of a drowned woman and an older man that frequently uh, walk around the ruins of the bathhouse. Aww. Other common sightings are Victorian women strolling by holding their parasols. I would like to see that. One of the other spirits seen is re- uh, reported to be Frank Den. Now, Frank died at the age of 16 in 1896. He was climbing up the ladder of a water slide when he slipped and fell into an empty cement tank. Oh, Lord, poor thing. That's terrible. The most pressing danger here to people that are investigating the area or just kind of visiting is the danger of getting swept out to sea because that it is right there at sea level. So if something comes in quick, you could be swept out to sea. But with shipwrecks, explosions, mummies, dead children, secret graves, disastrous fires, ghosts, and Satan, would you expect anything else? Oh, my Lord. So I wonder if people still go in there yes. today. Yes. <gasps> really? Yes. They still some, go in the tunnels? Some of the research that I was looking for this was from last year. Really? Articles that were written last year. And it was Okay, but well that's gonna I was gonna say why can't they shut off that tunnel? Why do they have to have the tunnel? Why would they spend the money to shut it off? I mean board it up. Why? So people can't get up in there. Well, I mean, I'm sure they don't care if people get up in there. It's like a park area now. So if it's not dangerous, it doesn't matter. Well, it's dangerous if people are worshiping the devil up in there. Well, I mean, they could be doing it anywhere. You're going to shut down every park or every well, cemetery. Or... That's true. It's a religious activity. You can't I guess, really prevent well, that from happening. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I guess more power to them. I mean, I would, I just would be so scared. No. Well, that place really sounds so interesting, though. What a lot of stuff has happened there. Yeah, what do you see the pictures? I so can't wait. If you're listening, go to our... I'm going to post this on our regular Facebook page, so you don't have to... Uh, and I'll post it on our Instagram. Okay. So you don't have to be a member of the group, but, but go to our Facebook page on... Uh, well, Facebook. 
guess that would make kind of goes without saying. <laughs> no. And I'll post them on there, and you'll be able to see all of them. But be a member of our group. Yes. Come on, y'all. But anyways, that was some kind of story, man. That was intense. It was full. It was it was full of of all kinds of different types. Of I mean, activity. it really was. So what we're gonna do is take a really quick break from our sponsor, and then we are gonna be back to give you some news and you know other stuff. Yep. Who's our sponsor? All right, just uh, I'm, I'm gonna since we're now into the new year, I'll remind people that in April. We have our show with Brohio and Justin Rimmel from Mysterious Circumstances in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. What? Okay. First, I have got to get mentally <laughs> prepared for this show. <laughs> and it's only four months. So. I know, and oh my gosh, help me. Oh my gosh, it's going to be... <laughs> I swear, I can't... Them, them two... Oh. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. You know, we miss our buds, and it'll be good to see them again, but boy. Yeah, it's going to be a blast, and, you know, we had to put it in a place that could hold a lot, because when it was just us in Ohio, even with just a couple of months' notice, mm-hmm. we we had like 120 tickets or something So I know, it was and great. And th- this place is in the exact same place, and it seats. We can get 300 in there if we really need to. Oh. We won't. We won't we won't need 300 seats, but yeah, you, you just never know. Yeah, it's a real nice place, too. Everybody there is really nice. Yeah, we had fun there. So that that's on there, and that's the one we're going to really press right now because that's the first one coming up. Go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com, get your tickets. Uh, we've already sold, I think, 10 or 12 tickets for it before the year even started. Oh, good. And I don't think you think for Ohio even had because they just asked me yesterday if we had a link for it. <laughs> so they haven't even really been pressing it yet. So yeah, it's gonna you know if that's one that's one definitely you want to come down and see it. Come fun. on, boys, start advertising. Maybe we'll hook up and go to Waverly or something afterwards. Yeah, we should do something fun afterwards. We should. Right. Well, but this, this shows at nighttime. Usually when we do Waverly, we schedule it during the daytime, so we're done by like six. But this one starts at like six. But anyways. So we got that one, then we've got our Indianapolis show that is coming up, Bobby Mackey's. We've got the cruise. I talked to Robin uh, from Vacation Experts the other day. It looks like everybody who signed up for the cruise, for the most part, is still going. Mm-hmm. So, And you still have time if you want to. There's still availability. So if you want to learn more about the cruise or, or sign up, you've got plenty of time. It's got to be paid by July, but, I mean, people will be getting tax money back and other stuff, and you can start making payments on it and have it knocked out. By the time July gets here, so it gives you, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. You can actually have it completely paid for if you want to go that route, if you start it now. So, Me and you that. need to start exercising. I, you speak for yourself. Me and I don't you care need what to start I ex- like. I know you don't. I got new swimming trunks, and that's all that matters. Oh, all right. Well. It's actually one of those big green suits that you put over your whole body. <laughs> that's my swimming suit. I'll look fat in it, but you won't know it's me. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody it's you. All right. So, Tracy, what do you got over there for us? I have got a bunch of good stuff. Um, I just want to say <laughs> Mojo Lobster barely made it under the radar this time. Yeah. <laughs> God love you. He always does a, he always does a really nice um, review and everything. And so we got Mojo Lobster Boyd Wright, thank you for your very nice review. You're a sweetheart, honey. We love you. 
Todd Hedges, we love you, sweetheart. Thank you for your nice review. Arkansas girl living in a Texas world. I dig it. Thank you, honey, for your very nice review. And we have Brad in Vegas. Go yeah, play. So Todd Hedges remembered to listen to his show, Middle-Aged yes, mid- and Creeped Out. Yes, absolutely. So... Very nice reviews. You guys are wonderful. We love you all so much. Thank you for taking the time out to do that for us. Uh, Patreons this week is Tammy Duncan, Griffin Clary, Roseanne Robertson, James J., Delana Smith, and Tammy Broussard. You guys rock! One last thing before we get out of here, for those of you who um, are interested, and not everybody will be, and it's completely fine, but... I had another show in the past warning you will be offended that we did with Amanda who had made uh, several appearances on this show before um, we were pretty much informed she needed to not be on this show because she's kind of rude and crude and and it's not necessarily part of our uh, listener base uh, appreciates her style of humor. So we started our own podcast. We did it about a year. We decided to call it quits uh, right out a year ago. It was last November, so it's been 14 months. Yeah, that but, seems crazy. But for some reason, a bunch of people keep finding it, and they keep listening. And over in 2021, we got almost 15,000 listens to a show that we didn't put out a new episode. So we've decided to give it another try. And uh, we're going to start. We're going to revamp it a little bit. It won't be uh, the exact same format, but we're going to have fun. So if you liked uh, Warning, you will be offended. We are actually going to record uh, a couple of nights from now, and we'll just uh, go subscribe. If you've unsubscribed, go resubscribe, and you'll see probably in the next week or so, you'll see a new episode start to pop back up. So Subscribe! If you, yeah. If you like the show, uh, there's going to be more, and uh, we're excited to do it for you guys. And if you don't like adult offensive humor, don't listen, please, <laughs> because we uh, I've got, I got one review on the on the um, iTunes, and it was somebody who listened that basically wanted to lecture me about not doing that kind of humor. And it's like, I understand if you don't like that kind of humor, that's why I'm telling you, don't listen to it, because it's not what you hear on here. Trust me. That's uh, the, My comedy career was all made up of adult comedy, and, you know, it was offensive stuff, and that's, you know, even though I don't do that anymore, I still enjoy that type of comedy. I love comedians like Bill Burr and... You know, Andrew Dice Clay and Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. And that's kind of the way the show is. If you don't like those comedians, you won't like the show. Trust me. So, anyways. You all, you all do you. That's yeah, all I got do to you. say. So, if you want to listen. I'm talking about you new, be, and Amanda. <laughs> you want to, if you want to listen, there'll be new episodes. But if you don't like that kind of humor, I'm, I'm actually asking you not to listen because you'll be disappointed. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you yeah, guys. Yeah, Jerry ain't as sweet as y'all think he is. Yeah. And neither is Tracy. Oh, yes, I am. No, you didn't. That time when you were with the Manson family. Oh, stop. <laughs> I wouldn't know with no Manson family. Anyways, we love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Have a blessed week.